is three things. It starts with one, um, obedience to the word of God. So obedience and acting upon hearing the word of God. So if God's word says that be a hearer and a doer, how you react to his word when you hear it determines what results you get. So for example, if you study as a student and you don't apply it at the examination, you will not pass the exams. You will not pass the exams. Likewise, when you don't read the word and you don't act upon the word or when you hear the word of God and you don't act upon it, it is similar to you failing. So faith starts with obedience and acting upon whatever you hear. God tells you. So it is not being reliant on self but being dependent on God. So it's more of God dependence. What is God saying? Not what is me saying or what is um, the world or system saying. But rather, what is God saying? And whatever God is saying, He says it through His Word. So we know for a fact that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. So last week we were, we were talking about the basis upon which we build our faith and we got to know that faith starts from the nature of God. Faith starts from the nature of God. So um, if you don't know about God, you cannot please God. The Bible says that without faith, no one can want please God. So you need to first know about the, the God that we are talking about. You say you are a Christian, what do you know about God? It's not about what people have said and you've heard. What do you personally know about God? That will drive you into a place where you have faith and confidence and trust. Another definition is having assurance or having trust in God. Or in what God says. So when you have faith in God, you will believe his prophets, his I mean, evangelists, his apostles, his teachers, his pastors, because you know that God has given them as a gift to you, as a gift to the body of Christ. How do I know that? It is written, it says, You will believe in God and you will be what established so if you want to be established in everything you need to believe in god then for you to prosper to add on to it 
God has vessels that He speaks to. He gives special grace to understand certain things. So when we I mean Colossians chapter 1, verse 24 downwards, it says the special wisdom and mysteries that he has uncovered to what? The saints. In other verses, he has made it known to his holy apostles and prophets. So, so God's vessels or I mean, ministers of the gospel, they stand in between us and God and they communicate what God has to do in a season and what he has to do out of season. So faith starts with the nature of God and we got to know that one, the nature of God, God does not lie. God cannot lie. God can never lie. If God lies, then it means that the personality of God is our fault. So God doesn't lie. We get to know that um, God cannot fail. Whatever God sets out to do, God accomplishes it. So Job chapter 42 verse 2, it says, Whatever plan God has for you and I can never be thwarted because God doesn't change his mind. You see, so it cannot fail. When God decided to create I mean creation, you realize that he didn't say, okay, let me create um, the earth today and in a 7,000 billion years, I mean, let me create I mean, man. He said in the first day, the second day, the third day, and God rested. So it means God starts and he finishes. That is to say, if you are created in the image of God, whatever that you start, you need to finish. Failure is not in your dictionary. That is why um, scripture makes us understand that a righteous man will fall and will rise up. You don't stay at the place of failure. You progress from there. God is always progressive. He's always flowing. From eternity into time, He's flowing into us when we believe in Him. And um, when you read scriptures, scriptures makes us understand that when we wait on God, we renew our strength. The strength there is what enables us to soar, to go higher, to overcome. You see, whenever, I mean, a bird is flying, the bird needs to have a force that is greater than the force of what um, gravity to be able to suspend and to remain there when a plane is taking off that plane needs a force that will break the gravitational pull and to us what will cause us to live beyond the pools of the well the stress the the the, the arrows that are flying is faith. Faith is the what? The, the force that will cause you to get beyond whatever you are going through. So maybe it might be struggle with I mean, I mean, certain weaknesses. 
all you need to do is to build up your faith. Gather the force through the word, through obedience, through practicing it, through trusting God to help you overcome it. And by doing that, you are engaging yourself in prayer. The Holy Spirit will take over and every single thing will turn around. So it's the nature of God. Um, God cannot change. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6, he says, I change not. So we get to know by the nature, um, God doesn't change. He cannot fail. Job chapter 42 verse 2. And he cannot lie. Numbers chapter 23 verse 19. He is not man that um, he would lie, nor a son of man that he would what? Change his mind. Whatever he says, he fulfills it. And whatever, I mean, he promises, he fulfills it. And whatever he speaks, he accomplishes or does it. You see? And when we look through Genesis to Revelation, there are a lot of facts. There are facts that are consistent. And upon the fact we build principles, which becomes doctrines and frameworks which governs our way of living. You see, so when God told Abraham, I made you father of nations, and you look at God telling Isaac, that so in this land, I will bless you. And you look at um, God being with Jacob when Jacob told or committed his way when he was going to Laban's house when he was feeling. You see, every single commitment that was made, God honored it. And that is how your faith can be established. By looking at the fact and believing. Looking at the nature of God with his people. So when God says he's going to bless you in his word, believe it. God is a, I mean, an everlasting God. He changes not. He's a constant. The only problem with us as believers is that we are the ones that we visit God and we leave God. We are not constant. So sometimes our faith is wavering. We come and we go. So today we are going to um, dive deeper on the basis of faith. How can we strengthen our base, our faith? What do we dwell on to strengthen our base? in faith and we are going to focus on the redemptive work of the son of god we just had easter um, we celebrated easter i mean bringing ourselves to a point of understanding the essence of the death and the resurrection of christ it's a mega doctrine it's a mega fact that as a child of god you don't need to take out of your life that Jesus was born, that he died, and Jesus was resurrected. So you have to come to accept the fact that these three things happened. That at a point in time, God, in the form of the Word, came down as flesh and dwelt with men. 
And during that time, he worked out a lot of miracles. But to fulfill the main assignment or the priority why he came here, he had to die. And that death is not an ordinary death. For you and I, because of our sins, it's a fact. You build your faith on that. That he took every care, every burden, and he nailed it on the cross. And thirdly, that when he died, I mean, no one had ever what resurrected or come out from death because no one had the power. So something had to happen. God had to orchestrate a means to frame the one who had power over death. That he was illegally I mean, crucified an innocent soul for sins that he wasn't supposed to carry. And the Bible says that Jesus, after his death, on the third day, he took the keys from the devil. He released those who were in captivity and he rose. And as he rose, he rose with them and he set us free. So these three things are facts upon which we build our faith. So the basis of our faith, the nature of God and the redemptive work of the Son. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, our first scripture that we would, I mean, analyze. Um, we would analyze to understand what exactly God wants us to understand in His Word. In His Word. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. It says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and the perfecter in other translations it says finisher of our feet who for the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame so the cross comes with shame the shame that was supposed to come to you that the enemy is trying to push on you what kind of shame would that be shame of i mean childlessness a shame of not i mean being who a shame of certain secret sin of addiction what care what every kind of thing shame of not having enough i mean being a christian praying and i mean there's a whole lot of things he has already taken those shame and he has nailed it to the cross and after he did that the bible says that and he sat at the right hand of the throne of God the right hand where there are pleasures forevermore where there's joy he's seated there so let's break this he said let us fix that is the first key word let us so um, faith comes when you fix your eyes I think earlier I think last two weeks or subsequently I said I mean, faith comes in two ways. Um, sorry, faith comes by having a revelational knowledge, gaining advanced knowledge through the Spirit of God. There are two kinds of knowledge. I mean, the sensual knowledge that comes through our senses, the five senses. But faith, I believe, is the extra sense. That is a sixth sense. So, you need to fix your eyes on Jesus 
and Jesus is the word. Genesis to Revelation it, it reveals Jesus. So our responsibility is to fix our eyes. If you want to have faith, don't fix your eyes or your eyes there is signifying your senses. Don't live by your senses if you want to walk in faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 says, We walk by faith and not by sight. Sight is our sense, what we see, what we hear, what we taste by our, our tongue, what we touch by feeling. See, they are senses. So, he says, fix your eyes on Jesus. That is to say, put all your senses, forget your senses, commit it to God. The Father Lord, I commit everything to you. I don't care about the feeling I'm feeling, the weakness. Because if you rely on the weakness, you can't assess the blessings that God has worked through his son on the cross for you. So, the writer of Hebrews says, let us. It is our responsibility. As long as you keep your eyes on Jesus, you will be saved. Scripture says, when Jesus was walking on water and Peter saw Jesus. He said, Master, if it is you, call me that I will come to you. And he said, I will let that you come. And the Bible says, Peter took the step. And as long as he was looking on Jesus, he wasn't, he was floating. But the moment he took his eyes, his focus, it's all about focus. Faith is about focus. The moment he took his eyes off Jesus, the Bible says he began sinking. In our life, I mean, there are all kinds of storms. I mean, you will meet them. Sometimes you would come to a point where, I mean, you will have all kinds of temptations coming your way. I mean, decisions you need to take whether you want, you have to compromise or not to compromise whether to not pay your tithe if you are if you are due and use that money to do something else and there are times where uh, you might be alone and the voice within the self will start speaking to you to watch certain things or to do certain things that are not godly. You see, I mean, we are in times where I mean, things are becoming so hard in the world that it is affecting prices, affecting all kinds of things, and um, you might be tempted to do or to go and um, join certain people and carry out certain acts that do not I mean, speak well as a Christian. You see, they have all these kinds of I mean, social things where ladies are showing off their some part of their body 
and the guys are selling all kinds of crazy drugs and weed. You will be tempted. You will be tempted. Yes, there's no two ways about that. But will you fix your eyes on the word? When that pain hits, when that tragedy happens, when in case you lose your job, when your supervisor, I mean, looks down on you, when you write the exams and you fail, when you go there and the exams is not what you, I mean, the question is not what you studied, will you focus on what you did or will you focus on the report of God? That is where faith comes in. Faith pushes you into a place of expectancy, of hope. It brings things that are not as though they are. It makes you to move and progress into a place that a normal person can never go. Who would have thought that man could walk on water? You see. So every decision that you take, you need faith. And you can do that when you fix your eyes on the word. So no matter the storm, the Bible says the people who build their foundation on the word, build their house upon the word of God, they are the ones that stood. When COVID came, yes, I mean, people went through a lot of things. But those who built their faith on God, or who knew that God is Jehovah Jireh, that God is Jehovah Nisi, that is their God, their banner, Jehovah Jireh, their provider, their shelter, they will not be afraid. Scripture says that if you will send me, I will keep the sickness away from you. So you just believe it. You just trust God. You see, and you would move forward. So it says, those who fix their eyes on Jesus, who is the author who started it, and the perfecter who will perfect and establish or the finish it of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured. So one of the carnal signs that you are walking in faith is that you have the, the ability to endure time endure whatever you are going through because you know there's an expected end even you are praying you are not seeing it you know the bible says when god came and told abraham here by this time your wife will be received yes it kept some time but he knew that god was a covenant keeping god he knew what god had done for him he knew the nature of god and he said i will trust in god it doesn't matter how long but i will trust you see so trusting in god best for something unique endurance sometimes you might be praying and you wouldn't be seeing the, the results instantly but you have that faith that you know that God will bring it 
Bible says Daniel prayed for 21 days. The first day he prayed, there was a word, a release of answer. But he had to endure for 20 days. Can you endure? Can you endure? He says, those who wait upon the Lord, can you wait? In prayer, in walking with God. So faith is a walk. So those we walk by faith. Those who walk by faith. Those who walk by faith. So he says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joys set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand. For you to come to that place of sitting at the right hand, relaxing, having authority, being able to I mean, have the influence and everything, you know, there's a cross. There's a place where you will go through. There's a place where you will experience certain hardship. There are points in your life where you have scars. You think like giving up. I mean, Jesus before he was crowned, I mean, he was beaten. And as followers of Christ, he said, greater things will we do. So it means if we are going to do great things, it means we are also going to go through great adversities. And he told them that I will be with you. When Jesus was blessing his people and releasing them, he said, I will be with you. Just go. So whatever you are going through, just know that God is with you. And at the end, it's going to work out for your good. It will work out perfectly for your good. So, um, Christ is our source. Without Christ, without the death, the resurrection, we have no basis of our faith. I mean, from Genesis to Revelation becomes nonsense if, I mean, Christ isn't alive and he is alive. I want us to open our Bibles to Romans chapter 1, chapter 5, verse um, 1 downwards. I want us to read something there. I want us to read something there. We are talking about the basis of our faith basis of our faith. Romans chapter 5 verses 1 to um, 5. I want us to read this. It's a wonderful passage. It says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at this. So, Faith brings you to a place of justification. So by faith, you will believe in your heart and you will confess that Jesus is Lord. He came to die for you. Once you do that, you become justified before God and before men. So we will have peace with God. So on the cross, when Jesus died, he came to atone for our sins that we will have peace with God. He came to bring us at one. He made us at one with God. That is why we are sons and daughters of God. 
and it says that we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ you see it comes back to the same focus we have to what be in Christ Jesus we cannot have salvation we cannot please God outside Jesus so if you think you are going to live a life of faith if you think your life is going to please God and it's outside God you have missed it if it's outside Christ you have missed it because he is the way he is the way he is the way and we need to fix our eyes solely on him on Jesus on his word verse 2 of Romans chapter 5 through whom also we have access by faith look at this into the grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope so for us to assess grace or merited favor we get that through Jesus and by faith we cannot assess it by faith you get to know that grace is available to you that his grace is sufficient for you that when you are going to do something you know that his grace is backing you to do it that his grace is going to give you the favor enablement to be able to receive things that in your own strength you know you cannot it's by faith so faith is very important it's very important and for us to enjoy that grace we need to stand in our faith and we need to rejoice in that grace in that faith that God has given to us that is rejoice in the hope of the glory of God you see and not only that but we also glory in tribulation so in our work of faith in our work with God there are tribulations that will come and in those times you need to glorify God said in all things give thanks to God whether you lose something whether you gain whether somebody dies whether you get any kind of thing let's give thanks to God that he has given you the grace to come out of it he says glory in tribulation knowing that tribulation produces perseverance you see so without tribulations how can you have perseverance so i mean when you study when you enroll to get a degree or a certificate at the end there's a, a requirement for you to be awarded that certificate you have to you have to be tested so whatever prayer you are praying about probably you are praying for i mean grace to excel you need to encounter something that will test you that will prove that indeed you can excel you see and god knows that we can sometimes god allows certain things because he knows that we are equipped but the thing is we look down on ourselves we we we, we doubt the workings of god through us 
We are born of God and we overcome it. He said, whatever that is born of God overcomes. So when you are, I mean, confronted with certain challenges, know that God, the Holy Spirit is with you. That is why the Holy Spirit is there. To empower you to overcome. And as you go on your knees, you ask in prayer through His Word. The Holy Spirit will give you an idea. He will give you an idea. How to speak, how to, I mean... I mean, deal with certain things. He will give it to you. So it produces perseverance. And perseverance, the verse 4, character. You see, so there are certain places um, character is very needed. Maybe grace will open up a door, but if you don't work your character, it will shut before you. You see, you are dealing with men. The blessings of God is with men you see, so david was anointed king but he was in what the wilderness he was a shepherd boy and he had to learn how to humble himself so his father would send him to his brothers and tell him go and give food to your brothers you see naturally I mean, pride can set in that I have been anointed as king of Israel. Why should I go and send, I mean, food to my brothers? Typical example, like Joseph. His father told him to go and, what, check up on his brothers. He would have said, I mean, I have a vision. And a vision, I'm going to be a prime minister. Why should I do that? So our character, as we work with God, God we work on a lot of things in us. Probably you have been called to be, I mean, a minister of the gospel. There are certain characters the Holy Spirit will have to check as you go through the, I mean, the refining fire of God. He will check a lot of things. Maybe you are waiting on God to marry. There's a lot of things that you cannot take into the house, into your spouse's house, or into to meet your spouse. Or you want to, I mean, Raise up a kid. There are certain characters you cannot use to train a kid. He said, train a kid in the way the kid needs to go and will not depart. So if you yourself, you are not, I mean, living in a way that God wants you to live, how can you also train? You see, so God will build our character when we are walking by faith. He will stretch us. And character hope, you see, character hope so when the character is dealt with and you have the mind of God when the word begins to I mean work through you when you think you think with the word see that is where your character is formed when you allow the word to transform you so you read his word you pray with it and you allow the Holy Spirit to I mean teach you how to live in his word you realize that every decision you take the holy spirit will be that still voice pricking your conscience pricking your heart that don't do this don't do that do you realize that maybe at first when somebody i mean insults you you are quick tempered to react but realize that now that you are praying with the word you are trying to i mean allow you are allowing the holy spirit to lead you the moment you want to react, the Holy Spirit will just prompt you to His Word. So don't. See? Probably maybe you used to have 
certain addictions and the moment you wanted to i mean the, the, the addiction wanted to pop up and you are almost doing it the holy spirit will come to you your body is the temple of god and you will stop see so it is building a character of christ to you and when you come there it brings you to a place of hope now you know that i mean whenever you pray you know that god will answer you have that hope you have that assurance that assurance and at the end he says verse 5 now hope does not disappoint because the love of god has been poured out in our hearts by the holy spirit who was given to us you see it ends with the holy spirit to hope without the holy spirit is impossible that is why you need to keep your hope high don't kill and i know your hope is going to be restored every broken hope any hope that is dying i pray let the lord restore it so um the basis for our faith as we've been talking about one the nature of god two the redemptive work of jesus that is the son of god and finally by the word of god we build our faith or the basis of our faith is the word of god um i'm going to run through some scriptures and we will end here um matthew chapter 24 verse 35 matthew chapter 24 verse 35 the word of God. This is out of the mouth of Jesus. And he says something. He says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Look at this. Heaven and earth will pass. Everything will pass by his word. So if the word of God is written, then it will not pass until it's fulfilled. You see. Isaiah chapter 40 verses 8. Isaiah chapter 40 um, verses 8. I want us to read something there to buttress what we read. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 8. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. It didn't say it stands for some time forever that is eternity first john chapter 5 verse 7 to 8 makes us understand that in heaven the authority best witness god and the word and the spirit and when we read john 1 it says in the beginning was the word so god in the verse 12 that was it said and the word became flesh so eternity stepped into time that is the word so the word is forever and it will never pass away grass will pass flowers will lose their beauty you see grasses just come they can just pop up any anywhere weeds can just pop up anywhere flowers will take time they will buy they will blossom they will attract so even those in their glory will pass but the word can never so when you receive a prophetic word 
when you read the word of God and the Holy Spirit takes it and speaks to you, you need to know that it will never pass until it's fulfilled. And look at this shocker. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12. I believe, I mean, there's a common scripture that we've all heard and read about. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12. It says, The word the Lord said to me, I am wanting to see that my word is fulfilled. So whatever God has written, he's watching. That is why he hasn't yet come. Because for God to come and for us to have the rapture, the gospel has to be preached in every part of the world. Every soul needs to hear it. And we are in the times where, I mean, we are, we are, we are experiencing, I mean, this in its last phase. I mean, social media allows us to reach everybody, wherever they are, in their comforts, in their rooms, at work. You see, the gospel is written out. It's not like back in the 80s, 50s, where we were restricted. But now, it is easy, and with time, it will spread. And when that one is done, God comes. But the question is, will you be prepared? Will you please God with your life? There's an aspect of faith that deals with, I mean, our current situation. But it's a faith that deals with your eternity, your workings. Believing in His Word and allowing His Word to direct your life. I said faith is obedience and action to hearing God's word. So God's word says that Jesus is going to his father's house to prepare a place for us. Say, so in my father's house there are many mansions. It means we won't stay on earth forever. So your life that you are living, every decision you are making, you are going to account for it at the end. That is faith. The hope of the future manifesting now, knowing that whatever you are doing is going to reflect in the future, and whatever that is in the future, you are going to what experience it now based on what you do. So, are you going to be in a book of life by what you are doing, by what you are seeing? When the time is up and we are being judged based on what we were able to do with our salvation. After receiving Christ Jesus, were you able to be a blessing? Were you able to use the talents that God gave you to do something? Or will you say that, oh, Father Lord, I mean, you know, I was struggling with certain sins. And because of that, I couldn't have time to pray to, I mean, reach out to somebody to show love i mean to support your kingdom with god who just look at you he said my brother my sister i gave you all these because i knew you could do that you decided not to act he said be doers of the word and not hearers only Faith comes 
by doing. It comes by doing. It comes by what doing. God's word stands true forever. Faith comes when God brings a specific word. You see, faith comes when God brings a specific word out of whatever he has said and out of that it comes directly to you in your circumstance it comes to it so probably you might be i mean going through hardship maybe at the point where you have nothing of you and all of a sudden a word comes to you to strengthen you that jehovah jireh provided for Abraham and you just believe it. The Father Lord, if you did it for Abraham, you can do it for me. And as you are believing in God and you are praying, from nowhere, God touches the heart of somebody and that person calls you and says, hey, I'm around the corner. Do you need this? You see, that is faith. God's word coming to you to meet you at your need, to encourage you, to strengthen you. You see, so um, I pray that we will be able to walk in the understanding of our faith that mysteries and secrets and keys to our next level, to whatever that we want to accomplish on earth will be revealed to us as we study the word. Amen and amen.